Welcome to the Greg Reed Show, featuring motivational speaker and master storyteller, Greg S. Reed. In this moving hour, you'll hear what some of the top minds of the world consider their biggest successes and learn about the path they had to take to get where they are today. Now, here's your host, Greg S. Reed. I had a great mentor one named Charlie Tremendous Jones. He had a quote, you're the same today as you'll be in five years except for two things. The people you meet and the, the books you read. It's what you put in your head. It's who you hang out with that determines your character as a person. Through this show and every week, we're going to interview amazing people to find out not only what they put into their own cranium for their knowledge, but also how they've stood the test of time to create a life of sustained abundance. Our first guest is Walter O'Brien. Now, I've known Walter for the past year and a half. And for those of you who are new to him, let me explain. He's an Irish businessman, but he's an executive producer and media personality. He is also the inspiration and executive producer of the CBS hit television series, Scorpion. Walter Bryan, are you here? I am. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having well, me. Well, oh, absolutely. And, and, and I got to say, following your career has been absolutely mind-boggling. You know, it's amazing. Amazing how many people that you've actually impacted their lives. And for those of you who have not watched Scorpion, first of all, shame on you. And number two, you got to tune it in. Could you tell everyone a real quick little background of what that show is about and how it came to be? Sure. Um, there was a kid from Ireland who was a dairy farmer's son. And um, the kid didn't really fit in at home or at school. And... Um, Teachers complained he asked too many questions, and turns out uh, when they had him tested, he had an IQ of 197, fifth highest on the planet. He went on and learned computers, self-taught. By 13, hacked into NASA, stole the shuttle blueprints, got busted by the NSA and Interpol, turned the government into his client, and then hired other geniuses to work with him to solve problems and crimes for the government. And, uh, and it's a true story, and... Um, and you're sticking to it's it. A sto- it's a story of the uh, a dysfunctional family of superheroes. I love it. High I- IQ, but low EQ. Yeah, and you said 197 IQ. Did I hear that right? Correct, yes. That's absolutely amazing. What was Einstein's IQ? 160. Oh, my gosh. He was a dummy next to you, man. And, you know, you, you talk about EQ, and a lot of people don't understand the difference. So what is IQ and what is EQ? Well, IQ is simply how fast your brain cycles, how quickly you fire neurons, how quickly you can pattern match and absorb glucose. It's kind of like the horsepower of your mental engine, whereas EQ is your emotional intelligence, so the ability to read people and read a room and understand uh, that someone you're talking to might be upset or scared or insecure or be able to tell that that uh, tell what they're thinking or put yourself in their shoes and empathize. And you you and so you have a low sympathizing mentality, but you're a very intelligent human being. So that's interesting. So sometimes if people met you and thought you were disconnected in a conversation, but you just really didn't socially connect. Well, that's what happens with most prodigies. They do end up being isolated, have few friends, and get bullied in school. And it's simply because they're, they're just um, 
it's hard for them to put themselves in other people's shoes when they're so different. And it's hard for them to relate to other people when they're so different. Now, Scorpion Computer Services is amazing. I mean, the things that you do are spectacular. And I don't know how much you're allowed to share or you, you want to share, but on your card, you say basically you're up for any funded, you know, service. Could you explain what that means? Sure. Well, Scorpion Computer Services has been around 30 years, and that's the real company that the TV show is portraying. And we manage up to 3,000 geniuses using 500 what we call super nannies, which are the people with the high EQ, to balance things out. So it's effectively a think tank for hire. A third of our business is government and military, everything from our command and control system, nuclear subs, ballistic missile defense, and even war game simulation and planning for Afghanistan. And then uh, the next third is the Fortune 1000, the large companies and banks we'd all know, trying to stop them being hacked, pass audit, reduce their uh, exposure and risk to downtime or mistakes, um, and using automation and efficiency planning and, and predictive algorithms and all of the kind of what we call enterprise AI or enterprise software. And then the other third is individuals and entrepreneurs who have a busy life and they realize that everything they have in their life is because of their brain and how they think and how strategic they are. And they realize that the most obvious thing in the world to do is rent more brains. So we are rent-a-brain. Uh, you can engage with us for as little as 10 grand and then bring us any funded problem or need that you have. Uh, starting a business, growing a business, you have an invention, you want to wrap a business around it, you've written a book and you want to get on the New York Times bestseller list, you have a relative of yours with a medical issue and you want to research a medical issue or execute a malpractice lawsuit or any problem in the world that you're dealing with that's a little bigger or outside your core competency and you wish you had more brains on the subject. And we can bring in the geniuses and the super nannies to manage that problem as an engineering project. And basically, for 20 years, we only did engineering projects and software projects. And our epiphany moment was, why don't we go from hacking systems to hacking lives and apply the exact same methodology, whether you're getting married or divorced, and take the same good practice procedures of gathering your requirements understanding your risks, managing your budget, planning ahead for disaster recovery or things that could go wrong. And all of these best practice methodologies that only people like NASA and the CIA get to use, uh, we now get to apply it to your general life. And wow. we've had amazing results with that. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this. How, how in the world do you decipher who you work with? I mean, you must get inundated because there's 26 million people eyeballs watching the TV show Scorpion. You speak all around the world. I mean, how do you determine who you decide to work with? That's a great question, and it's been something we've had to learn over time. And the screeners, the people who uh, reach back out to you after you get in touch with us, um, it's kind of like speed dating for them. They've got to figure out are you for real or are you just a fan of the show? Are you, uh, do you have an appropriate budget for your problem? If you want to go to the moon and you only have 10 grand, it's probably better if you keep your 10 grand. Uh, mm -hmm. But do you, do you have an appropriate budget to at least to tackle the problem? Uh, 
are you a flaky person or do you keep your appointment times and call times and everything else? Are you a reasonable person to deal with? Um, we have a very strict no a-hole policy. So if someone is, is uh, behaving and acting with attitude from the very beginning, then like, like speed dating, it ain't going to get better later. So uh, we try for all of our sake to keep our stress levels low by not interacting with, with people who um, are that way. And those people are generally not that successful anyway, so it's helpful. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can, also, I can uh, no, I was gonna say I can, I can. I can. I can. I can understand that, but you also. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg. Say that again. I said you have fired clients before. Yes, well, that's the beauty of our business model, um, uh, but, which I'll explain in just a moment. But just pre- prior to that, to, to finish up, um, we do things that are good for the planet or neutral because we use our profits to do good. Um, so when people want to do things that are generally negative or bad for the planet or illegal, then we, uh, we, we turn those things down. Um, and we have a governance board if something is kind of in the gray area and we're trying to make a decision on it. Now, the business model itself is pretty simple, but relates to exactly what you brought up. Um, because you don't know what your problem costs and we don't know what your problem costs, the worst thing we could do is try and get into a fixed bid agreement, which is what a lot of consultancy firms do, and a lot of them fail because of it or deliver unsatisfactory results. So because we don't need a ton of money up front, we simply say put down a deposit and we'll work with you and we'll discuss your problem and we'll work with you week to week. And at any time, we can fire you or you can fire us. And if you do fire us, then you get your money back for any any part of the deposit that you haven't used or any hours you haven't used. And that way the customer only hires us week to week while they still like us. And after 30 years, Mm. we've never sued anyone. No one sued us and we've never had a bad debt. So it it works quite well. That is amazing. More people should implement that one simple business strategy right there. I mean, do what you say, say what you do. Don't, Hire, you know, or don't, don't don't go engage in business with people that are a holes and, and life is good. Hey, we got three minutes before we're going to take our first break. But my question for you is: I know you know you keep talking about EQ and you don't have a lot of it, but you do know how to play. Like, you're, you're a fan of cars and toys, aren't you? Uh, I'm sorry, Greg. I can't hear you. I'm a fan of what? That you're a fan of toys, like cars and things of. Oh, you know yeah, toys, ab- absolutely. Yes, especially recently, as I collected a few more. Yeah, there you go. And also, I just got a chance to meet with Tonino Lamborghini, and it was amazing sitting down with you know, him and picking his brain of the whole Lamborghini franchise. You're a fan of that brand as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Memorized the whole background, a massive fan of uh, his father, and learned uh, as much as I could possibly learn about his biography. Well, he gave and me a, a book. And the fight between him and Enzo Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. Well, he gave me a book, and I'm going to send it to you when we're done with the interview. Oh, very sweet of you. Thank now, you. Now, you, you're welcome. Now, when you talk about, like, people talk about bucket list, you know, what they want to do before they perish, you kind of live your entire life, like, doing everything that comes to your mind. We've only got a couple minutes, but is there something that you've always wanted to do that you haven't done yet? Well, the number one thing on my bucket list is not to kick the bucket. 
as you know, so that that's a longer discussion. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of things I haven't done. Staying in an ice palace in northern Sweden um, is interesting to me, but I haven't done it yet. And taking an Aston Martin out on the ice to get there would also be interesting. You want to live the um, James Bond life. I love it. Uh, ab- absolutely. Um, I, I do my best to do that every day. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's lots of situations around the world. Uh, the TV show was one of the definite big things on my bucket list. And now we, we have, we're in 188 countries. So we have up to a billion people viewing the show and that's, um, the influence of that and the letters and messages I get back from fans, how it's affected them, changed their life, helped them avoid suicide, helped them understand themselves, even adults understanding the importance of EQ and raising that awareness. Uh, people wanted to come now study computer science because of it, the show. Um, you know, the whole side effect of the, the show and the ripple effect of it, we probably won't see for another three to four years. The show's been on for three years. But kind of like CSI had up to a 4,000% increase in the number of people studying science and forensics, I think this show might have a similar impact on cyber. I agree. And we're going to really do a deep dive when we come back from our first break. Our guest is Walter O'Brien. Thanks for being here, listening to The Greg Reed Show. We'll be right back right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. If you have a question or perhaps a comment for Greg or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to greg at gregreed.com. Now, back to The Greg Reed Show. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us back. With us today is Walter O'Brien, the fourth smartest man alive right now. Well, actually, are you the smartest guy alive right now? I knew you had the fourth highest IQ, but are you the smartest guy that's living that you know? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, there's, there's definitely, well, first of all, there's no definition of smart that's measurable. But in terms of IQ, it would be the, the fifth highest. 
Well, there you go. You know, we're, when we ended, we were talking about the impact that doing a show can leave on today's society, and we might not even know that for generations. You know, when the Big Bang Theory came out, it made it you know, cool being kind of a nerd. Well, right now, this show, being studying science and, 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 and computers, is having that same effect as what you're saying on young men and women. And do you believe that the future, we're going to actually see some of those results? Yeah, no, I absolutely do. I've already, you know, seen tangible differences in in both people changing their careers, changing what they want to study, um, people contemplating suicide who realize that they're not alone in the world and there's other people like them, just maybe not in their school. And um, parents of smart kids knowing better how to deal with them. Uh, Adults who are 50 years old saying, I wish that they'd seen this show when they were 20. So they went through their whole life unaware of this thing called EQ. And if they'd seen themselves on TV in the show, they would they kind of get a mirror reflection of what everyone else is talking about that they can't see. Because they think they're normal to them. And then mm. in the show, because we kind of cartoonize or exaggerate the, the effects of germophobia, OCD, agoraphobia, um, and low EQ, people can see a mirror image of themselves and go, okay, now it's becoming more obvious to me why other people find me strange or weird. I love it. So it's kind of interesting. They're maybe not so weird after all. They're just finding their own voice. You know, people always talk about time management. You know, I don't have time for this or, you know, they they can't make time for certain things. You're everywhere, man. I, I don't get it. I mean, I see you literally all over. How in the world do you find time to help so many people as well as do your company, as well as doing philanthropy giving back. I mean, how, how do you do that? Well, time is a matter of priority, and you've got to be crystal clear on your purpose on the planet and your priorities. And um, so there's no such thing as I don't have time. It's a case of, you know, that person's not a priority. And uh, I've built an amazing team around me. Because I'm a pretty logical person, and I'm relatively easy to clone, meaning the folks under me know that if they do the logical thing, I'll, they'll never be in trouble with me because I would have done the same thing, even if they're wrong. And they know I'll protect them and stand up for them um, uh, for whatever does happen as long as they were following our rules. And, uh, you know, it's, it's that old uh, book, The E-Myth, where I work on my business, not in my business. So I'm constantly... Right kind of looking at the philosophy of my business, the branding, the marketing, where are we going next? What are we doing next? If I was heads down programming, we'd, you know, we'd never be a household name. And, um, well, that, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Could, actually, you're, also, you're, you're practicing, you're, you're also practicing what you preach. I mean, you're, you're putting the right people with the skill set in the position to help you do your job, just like people can hire you and hire you know, Scorpion to help them, you know, rent their brains as well. Well, exactly. We try to lead by example, and most of what we recommend to customers, we're doing ourselves. If they want to virtualize, if they want to go on the cloud, if they want to store all of their data safely, uh, if they want to make sure that their products are high quality, then everything we're recommending to them, we're already doing. And that's why we know it works. You know, we, people talk about systems, no, I, you know, I want to break that down because when you and I were at dinner, I, I was asking you some questions. And before you answer your questions, you always stop and kind of think. It's almost like you, you, your brain goes down to all these different 
you know, systems or something. What advice would you have for people that want to solve a problem? I mean, like, how, how can you break down how you think for us? Sure. Um, well, there's a whole bunch of methodologies, and the first, so I'll, you know, this could be a whole seminar in itself, but let me try and keep it high level. Um, the first thing is to assume the customer's always wrong. So, I mean, if the customer hired you to help them solve their problem, then you accepting everything the customer told you as gospel would be a mistake. And the smarter customers get that when they hire us. They get the fact that we may push back and question them. We're not someone you delegate downwards or outsource to overseas who does whatever they're told, and then you find out that you told them the wrong thing. We're going to push back and go, this doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? You know, this isn't profitable. How long are you going to be flogging a dead horse here? And, and so on. And we argue with the customers in a healthy way. Um, then we gather the requirements. Once we understand the goal and the, and the, the mission and why they're doing this, we gather requirements around what exactly they want to achieve and have them sign off that those are their requirements. Part of that is also an investigation into how do they like to work? What do they define as success or failure? How have things gone wrong previously? You know, we're not the first people they hire. They may have tried to do it themselves. They may have hired three other firms. They may be firing, suing, or not paying those other firms. And we always ask that question, you know, what went wrong so we can avoid the same mistake? And what have you already tried that didn't work so we don't waste your money duplicating things that we know don't work? Once we then have the problem, we bring the best minds together. And all, sorry, but all people are not equal. If I find some person who spent 25 years of his life studying one little thing, and that's the one little thing we need, then it's worth hunting that person down and paying him whatever he costs per hour because you might only need him for four hours or her. But this will be the best four hours of the project if they give you the right answer or avoid some landmines. Um, we then brainstorm openly on what are all the possibilities here of where we could go from here and, and start prioritizing those. If it's a bigger project, we follow the methodologies of program management, agile development process, Gantt charts, dependencies, uh, mapping out your risk management profile. These are methodologies that have been around for 60 years that help people turn ambiguity, meaning what you want, into absolute, meaning the end result. And turning ambiguity into absolute is what people generally end up screwing up and fighting over. But if you can do it right, you end up with a delighted, happy customer. And, um, and you've kind of held their hand and guided them all the way. And there's a ton more steps to this, including being flexible and pivoting and understanding that this is research. And Einstein said, if we knew what we were doing, we wouldn't call it research, would we? So <laughs> you may hire us, you may have an idea, you may be wrong, and our research may come back with the answer saying no. The answer is no. No, it's not possible. No, it's not cost-effective. No, it's not worth it. And you have to accept that there's a 50% chance that the answer is no, and that's the right answer. Um, and that's sometimes amazing. the most honest answer is we don't know, and that's also a valid answer. But if you hire a bunch of people who are scared to say no and scared to say I don't know, then you're headed for disaster because they're hiding everything. You know, they say that confidence comes from clarity, right? It's like having that clarity. I can handle yes, I can handle no. It's that maybe that drives us nuts. 
So it sounds to me like you help people find that clarity, which therefore gives confidence moving forward one way or the other. True. We, we do break everything into black and white, and we lay out a plan. And for example, if you're trying to market your company, well, marketing's a maybe. Nobody knows, nobody can predict in advance that a video is going to go viral or that an advertisement is going to bring a ton of customers. So all we can do in that is fail faster and say, look, here's the 10 best ideas we have. Let's put a budget and a timeline and an execution plan around each one, execute as quickly as we can, and prove that it failed or prove that it succeeded. Uh, but either way, you're not going to end up with a maybe. Yeah, so many people are afraid to fail because they're worried about what other people are thinking. You know what I mean? If if people are talking about the greatest fears in this world, don't you think fear of judgment comes into play where people are so worried about what other people might say? Well, as a native Irishman who doesn't drink, I have to say I've been pretty much unaffected by peer pressure, or at least I (laughs) gave up on the idea of fitting in a long time ago. Um, So, you know, you're right. It's one of the common blockers that hold people back from doing what they what they could possibly do. And ironically, you know, the successful people they look up to, and uh, people who are either successful in changing the world, successful monetarily, billionaires, other people that they'll read about and study and watch videos on, clearly those people don't give a, don't give a flying f because they just. Um, they've reached a point where they got nothing left to prove and they know that they shouldn't be worried about what other people think. And another way, another way to look at this is whether you want to be successful business wise or philanthropically, it might be reasonable to assume that you need to make about 460 grand a year. And I'll tell you why I picked that number in a moment. But, but if you picture that number, if you want to run a business successfully and not be an employee, it's reasonable to assume that your business would make 460 grand or more a year profit for you. Or if you want to be charitable and, you know, help, really help and help adopt kids, puppies, whatever it is, and build schools and add gyms to people, you should be having enough, generating enough cash to really make a difference. Well, if you do make 460 grand or more a year, you're in the top 1% of American society. If you make more than thirty-four grand a year, you're in the top one percent of the global society. So, if you flip that around, it means where you want to get to means ninety-nine percent of all the people around you are wrong because they haven't mm. gotten there. So, why would you care what ninety-nine percent of the people around you are telling you, since they can't and haven't achieved what you want to achieve? You got to speak to the other. I, the, I love it. One percent. And I'm going to cut you off because we're going to get really back into that when we come back from our break. We're going to talk about the difference between counsel and opinion. It seems like so many people get, you know, outside information from folks that don't know what they're talking about and wonder why they don't have success. And you're going to set us straight to find out how we can get the right information in the right order. We're going to be right back after this break. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. we got Walter O'Brien. We're going to come back and we're going to learn how you, too, can seek counsel and not people's opinions. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. If you have a question or perhaps a comment for Greg or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to greg at gregreed.com. Now, back to The Greg Reed Show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Greg Reed, and we've got our special guest, Walter O'Brien, a 197 IQ. We're talking about the behind scenes of Scorpion Television. We're talking about learning how he's got a concierge service for people like you and I who can go out and make a positive impact in this world because he's got brains that you can literally rent to take you from where you're just thinking about to where you want to go. And before we took this last break, we're talking about the difference between counsel and opinion. seems like counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. People have paved the way where opinion is based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience. If you go to a family friend who's never written a book and say you're going to write one, they might talk you out of it because they've never done it. If you go to Mark Victor Hansen who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, he'll say, hey, before you get started, here's what you need to know and give you counsel because they've already done it. Right now, you know, people are a reflection of the information they're getting. And Walter, you're telling us we got to seek counsel and stop listening to people's opinions. Is that true? Yeah, no, absolutely. I've used a few analogies on this. One being if you were leaving a 7-Eleven and uh, a blind person called you ugly, you know, you've got to consider the source and you look at the source as invalid and you go on about your day and you, you need to understand that, you know, if it's the same thing with family or even parents or other people who say you're a fool to try to start a business or to do whatever you're doing, unless they and, and several others are saying the same thing and they've all achieved what you're trying to achieve and have a proven track record in that area, only then should you listen to them. I wouldn't take weight loss advice from someone bigger than me, and I'm not taking financial advice from someone with less money than me. It's just common sense. So validate and consider your sources, which I think is the same thing you're saying. 
Absolutely. And what's really cool is that people can go to your business and seek that counsel from people that are actually getting the results that you want. Would you share with everyone your website where people can find you, maybe learn a little bit more about you? Sure. Well, the place that's easiest to submit your idea is simply type in concierge Because normally you concierge down, things are too simple to do yourself. Now you can concierge yeah. up, things, things that are too complicated or you need help with. You can also, that'll take you to the site scorpioncomputerservices.com. And there you can learn all about our background and see our press coverage and see me on the evening news talking about all the the hacking and terrorism and so on that's been going on in the world. I've been on the news for the last 10 years. And, um, and how we protect the U.S. Uh, with technology. Um, and we, we tell people, if you want to search something, type it in Google. But if you want it to happen, type it in Concierge Up. Whether it's retire your parents to Florida or investigate your mom's meds because, on diabetes or, you know, you're starting a new... Uh, a new franchise or new, for example, we had one lady starting a blow bar, which is kind of like the hairdressers, but only for blowing out your hair, not for cutting it. And um, when you do that, she might be great with hair, but she needs to find statistically where is the largest mall with the most foot traffic that's furthest from all the other blow bars. It has a demographic of females that are 20 to 40 years old. Then she got to source the cool-looking barber's chairs, the digital security camera system that she's going to use, her insurance in case she gets sued, the point-of-sale system and merchant account system that synchronizes with her QuickBooks so she can do her accounting and taxes cheaply and easily, and 140 other things you need to do when you start a new business. Now, we might have that checklist. It would take her three years to figure it out. Instead, she's focused on planning her launch which we can then bring celebrities into and Instagram influencers and put her on the map day one so she's profitable in the first year. So it gives you that boost and that chance to reach your own full potential by focusing on your core competency while we deal with everything that's not your core competency and make sure you don't step on any landmines. Love it. You know, it's, it's interesting when we were kids, we are taught to not cut to the front of the line. You know, that was being a bad kid. And in today's world, being an adult, that's exactly what we want to do. I mean, we can cut our learning curve. Uh, I mean, do it every single day of, that you can. You know, I, I, I got a question because I watch your show. I, I, I have, I've watched every single episode of Scorpion. And my question is, you know, what are some of the problems that you've solved in real life that relate back to the show. Do you, do you have any of that kind of correlate? Yeah. No, I mean, the show is all based on true stories um, and inspired by true equipment and gadgets and things from the real world. Um, so, for example, some people are familiar with uh, in the first season, the Domino's episode where the kid was buried underwater uh, after a rock slide and they had to get him out. Well, we, we got the real Army Corps of Engineers through our contacts to come in and explain to us how do you drill through sand and what are all the different angles of drilling so that you can make a safe tunnel that won't collapse. Um, we got tornado experts for the tornado episode. Then the technology to, that allowed the kid to breathe underwater, which was basically like a blood transfusion machine that would then oxygenate his blood 
And if you think about it, the only reason you use your lungs is so that you can breathe and, and oxygenate your blood. So if you don't need to oxygenate your blood, then you don't need to breathe so you could live longer underwater. Well, that technology is used with the Navy SEALs so that they can swim underwater for up to 22 minutes. It's also used at Boston Children's Hospital. When infants are being operated on, their lungs get hemorrhaged or flooded. They can live up to seven minutes longer because their blood's already oxygenated and they're not dependent on their lungs. Um, other technologies, like when they use a bass guitar to put out a fire, that's actually possible, doable. I believe there's a video on YouTube to, to see that. Uh, working with nuclear submarines, that's part of our government work, or air traffic control, or ballistic missile systems. And uh, obviously, we can't go into the detail of what we do in the real world with that, but we can certainly fictionalize that along with drones and, and unmanned vehicles in flight, and you know anything can be hacked. So it's it's a it's pretty wide open. Um, when you hear things like the one Wilton building being blown up, then for people in LA, they pretty much figured out that that's one Wilshire is where the internet runs through on our side. So we change the names of places. Um, you can see me on the evening news explaining technology that identified uh, the Boston bombers and um, how do you identify what we call objects of interest, people behaving differently than the rest of the people. And that was all used in that same bombing episode. I think it was episode two or three of the show that um, where we had a bombing in L.A. But the video analytics to identify the assailant was exactly the same as, as in the Boston bombing. So it's, um, it's all intertwined. But like I said, the names, locations, and sometimes names of countries are changed. It's mind-boggling because when I was watching that show, I, I'd call you up in the middle of it. Goes, this real? You know, did this really happen? And it just blows my mind that many of those things actually did. It, and what you just said, it kind of hit me for the first time. Are, are you saying, implying in any way whatsoever, that a, a, a average person like me or someone listening to this show could hire your services and basically have access to the same? <sighs> mindset and skill, you know, skills that the military can hire. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, is that true? Or do you use different things for the military than you'd use for me? I mean, how does that work? No, it, it, that's the whole point is that we're taking a government level think tank and opening it to the general public for the general public that's smart enough to try it out. And 99% of the audience here will listen to this and think it's entertaining and then go about their day and never actually try it out. But I'm challenging you that if you have 10 grand as the minimum to open the account, that you treat this like meeting an affordable Santa Claus. What are your top three wishes? Go to concierge up, type them in. There's no commitment. And have a discussion with our, with our uh, folks and start discussing and talking to us. And usually after one or two phone calls, people start getting a comfort level that we really can help. And, you know, more specifically, the mindset, the methodology, the military mechanisms, the, the spies, the anonymity work, all of that we bring to bear for the general public if that's what their project requires. Uh, so it's kind of like hiring your own NASA and CIA. Now, there's, technolo there's technology that the government used that we sell to them that might cost uh, you know a million dollars to install and use because it's artificial intelligence and involves a whole bunch of custom code. 
that is available to the public as well, but obviously you have to have the budget for it. So we have to right-size these things for what's appropriate. But getting the mindset, the methodology, the thought process, and the same access to the same people, absolutely. And access to the same technology if you can afford it. That's amazing. People listening to this, I, I recommend wholeheartedly. Look, I've had an opportunity to travel the world to meet some of those powerful and influential people. And Walter O'Brien has got access and can create access to literally help separate yourself from the 95% who are just dreaming of success to that top 5% who actually achieve it. Go to scorpioncomputerservices.com or concierseup.com. Is that the other one you said? Correct. Yeah. Either one will take you to the same place. And then you can tool around, watch him on the news, seeing what he's doing, checking it out. We got about one minute before we go to break. Is there one, you know, in 60 second little soundbite of something like if, if someone feels like, hey, I'm not worthy or, you know, I'm too little for you, that you can put them at ease so they'd feel comfortable going there? Yeah. Well, like I said, we're, we're contractually obligated to give you the money back because um, it's just a deposit, like a retainer at a law firm. Um, you're under non-disclosure, and you have no obligation. So literally, it's a chance to discuss your problem with very smart people and see if we can help. And we may have already done it 10 times before and have a checklist of exactly what to do. And as soon as we start reading mm-hmm. that checklist off to you, you'll suddenly get a comfort level going, oh, my God, I, I would love to talk to this person once a week, kind of like a personal trainer in the gym, but this is a personal trainer for your entrepreneurship. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, everyone, we're going to get ready to go to break, but while we're doing it, write this down, concierseup.com, and then also scorpioncomputerservices.com. Go check it out. Put your name, put the thing. The whole idea is that it's a deposit to make sure that, you know, you actually are going to follow through. There's some skin in the game that they know that you're serious about taking action. And once you see that, you put in what you're working on, someone gets back to you, you get a one-on-one conversation that can literally transform your life. We're going to be back after this final break. This is Greg Reed. Thanks for tuning in. We're with Walter O'Brien, and we'll see you right back right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. If you have a question or perhaps a comment for Greg or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to greg at gregreed.com. Now, back to The Greg Reed Show. And then the crowd goes wild. Hey, everyone, thanks for coming back. This is Greg Reed with my special guest. Walter O'Brien, what an interesting conversation. And I know I, I threw something out about your toys when we're having that season. It was kind of hard to hear. But I know that, that you're a fan of enjoying life. Would you just share with someone, you know, uh, like one of your favorite toys that you might have that you've collected? Um, well, last week I got my second uh, Ferrari F360 red on tan spider convertible. And uh, oh, wow. I mean, that's one of the, the ultimate Ferraris ever made, the most fun, the easiest to drive, the most versatile. You could literally drive it every day and valet it and still in, enjoy it as a Ferrari and then put it in automatic mode and make a phone call from it. So um, that's one of, my, one of my favorite cars. I also um, just bought the week before um, kind of a funky car, but I... Uh, it makes me smile. Uh, the Plymouth Prowler in purple, which is a, a rarer car, but kind of a modern take on the retro hot rods. And uh, just Google that online for anyone who wants to see what it looks like. But uh, no, probably, I, rem- uh, I remember, I remember that, I remember that car well. But what about geek toys? I mean, you're, you know, you're an internet guy. I mean, I don't know if you ever go to Comic Con type of thing, but did you ever? have a thing for like, uh, you know, Star Wars stuff or any of those type of collectibles? <laughs> yes. Um, so, yes, I've, I have a whole bunch of those collectibles, collect watches, uh, the golden gun from the man with the golden gun, the cane from the Avengers with the sword in it, of course, some lightsabers and just different movie memorabilia, and the gold bar from Goldfinger. And, wow. Um, yeah. Just... just uh, when something weird like that pops up from my childhood and I idolized it back then, um, you know, life's too short not to try and collect it if you can. <laughs> and I find that everyone funny. else my age appreciates it too. Yeah, well, especially our era because that's stuff that we grew up with as well, which is really, really neat. Uh, switching back to uh, the, you know, the, 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 you know, a more serious note, I guess. Everyone's been watching cybersecurity. It's a buzzword. Everyone's freaking out, especially with that WannaCry virus that went everywhere. I mean, did that help your business because people are freaking out, or is that something you saw coming? I mean, what's your take on this whole cybersecurity and what's coming? Oh, uh, big topic, and we're one of the, with the number of followers we have now, one of the most renowned hackers in the U.S., you know, since we started yeah. 30 years ago. And um, 
we've been protecting our clients, making sure they don't get hacked and that they have all kinds of uh, redundancies and backups and disaster recovery methodologies so that they're protected. So thankfully, every time something like this happens and none of our clients are affected, it helps validate that what we're doing really, really helps our clients. But um, it also could have been prevented. You know, two years ago, we presented the Cyber Vault, which was a NORAD-level, nuclear-level secure system for the government so that uh, they can keep their crown jewels in this vault that's kind of unhackable. Uh, it's kind of like what if Scorpion was asked to build something Scorpion couldn't hack into, what would that look like? And that's what we architected. Um, unfortunately, one of the problems with government is it takes four to six years for them to buy anything, what they call the procurement cycle in a world where technology goes out of date every six months or less. So this is still stuck in the procurement cycle. And what people uh, didn't necessarily, not everyone knew, was the WannaCry virus was originally state-sponsored and developed by the government at the NSA. It then got leaked as a cyber weapon. The, uh, it was used originally for passive spying, just watching what's going on in everyone's computer. Once the... Uh, they fell into the wrong hands. They then put a payload in it, which is the uh, cryptovirus or ransomware as it's known, and then deployed it freely to everyone's machines, um, violating a Microsoft uh, vulnerability. So anyone who has been ignoring that button saying update or download the latest updates from Microsoft after March of this year got infected. 180,000 people in 200 countries, and they all got asked for $300 in Bitcoin to pay it off. And, um, you know, that kind of ransomware stuff, I believe last year made about $360 million in Bitcoin was paid in ransom uh, payments from, and these are not from Boeing and General Motors. These are mom and pop shops, dentists, lawyers, doctor's offices, pharmacists, where they only have a couple of computers in their office, but somebody got, they got infected through an email or a kid's game or somebody brought a thumb drive to work. And then we get that call going, we just came to work this morning, all the computers don't work, and we have this ransomware note, what do we do? And we've worked through all these different instances of customers when some of them it's already happened, some of them are threatened, saying we will do a denial of service attack on your website next week. If you don't pay us, we'll shut you down. Others, they've stolen their customer information, proven it with a screenshot and said, if you don't pay us, then next week we're going to leak that information and destroy your reputation. And, you know, customers are, are obviously uh, a bit frozen and petrified when this happens. And uh, luckily, some of them call us and we hold their hand and we look at the evidence and we figure out what's real and what isn't and figure out the, the best, smartest way forward on how to deal with it and clean up and stop it ever happening twice. How how you personally used your information to help, you know, for your, your business? I mean, have you, someone ever came to you, like you met at an event and they seem like they're great, but then you do a little background research and find out they're not. I mean, have, have you used your own services to help you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in simple ways and in complicated ways, but uh, my own mother had a medical issue recently and I used concierge up and in 48 hours, they figured out what the issue was. Two doctors hadn't properly reviewed her meds. I had a um, 
you've seen my business card. I have kind of a, a cool looking uh, gold business card. Um, that was one thing where I outsourced it to my own business and said, just get me a cool looking business card. Um, we do background checks on the people that we hire. And we usually start them off on pretty harmless stuff till, till we get to they grow and trust. And the people on our military projects have been with us over 20 years. So it takes a while for us to trust someone enough to leave them unattended on something large. And um, yeah, yeah, there's very little we don't know or we can't find out. And there's generally someone smart enough to work for us isn't dumb enough to piss us off. (laughs) There you go. And and by the way, we've got two minutes left and we're going to be wrapping it up. People listening in, this is Walter O'Brien. You can tell he's, he's not only a cool cat, but he's also a very, very smart cookie. 197 IQ. We recommend that you go to Concierge Up dot com and uh, fill out an app sit there and say hey this is what i'm working on here's what i could use some help with and see if they can help you uh you can also go to scorpion computer services either way it gets you to the same location whatever maybe it might be easier to spell scorpion computer services.com three words scorpion computers or scorpion computer services and it was really interesting because I love going on your website because you can see some of the things you've done, the interviews. It answers a lot of questions in itself, but you've got one minute to kind of summarize, you know, how you can be of contribution to some of the people listening in here. I mean, what, what, what would you throw out? Um, well, I, I would say to people that um, there's generally a lot of detail and kind of um, grunt work that has to be done to make anything happen. And I look at business as three legs on a stool. There's the idea, there's the funding, and then there's the ability to execute, the discipline and education to strategically plan and execute that plan like clockwork every week and push it forward. And we are that third leg on the stool. We are that personal trainer where every week we'll say, here's what we did last week, here's what we're going to do next week, you're going to approve the hours and costs, you're going to have homework too, for whatever your core competency is, and we're all going to talk next Tuesday. I'll have my homework done. You'll be motivated to have your homework done. And it pushes things along. And and it means that entrepreneur is now not on their own with no sounding board, guessing and insecure about whether they're doing the right or wrong thing. And sometimes any human gets demotivated where there's days they don't feel like getting out of bed, they don't feel like working on something, or they're scared. I get it. And I get now, it. I now get they're it. working with a whole team that understands and empathizes with them. Well, folks, you heard it right from the man, the source himself. Again, you're getting counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. Go to scorpioncomputerservices.com, concierge Walter, I got to say thanks for jumping on. We appreciate you. And let us know how we can be of contribution down the line. Anytime, Greg. You've done amazing things for us, and we super appreciate it. So thank you. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep smiling. Thank you again for tuning in to The Greg Reed Show. Please join Greg Reed again next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We hope you have a great week.